It's time for New Wine, hosted by Father Timothy Foy and produced by Cassock Media. Father Foy is the sort of homilist you'd love to have in your parish. With a mixture of logic, reason, and humor, Father Foy knows how to get the Catholic Church's teachings across to the common man in a way everybody can enjoy. Now here's Father Foy. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Feast of the Holy Family. I was thinking about things we refer to as holy. Of course, the first thing that struck me was holy water. You know, we kind of have this holy water, it's blessed, set aside from other water to remind us of the waters of baptism, help consecrate ourselves, and we sanctify all kinds of other objects with it. There's our Holy Father, the Pope. You know, he's a priest, but he's been set aside even from other priests in a special way to be the vicar for Christ and the human leader of his church. But in my last parish, Holy Family, to be holy infant, holy infant, and how the Christ child himself, he sets aside his divine authority to come down, be with us, and ultimately win for himself the crown of the King of Kings. And I thought of the old Batman TV show. Because Robin's always saying something starting with the word holy, like, holy red herring, Batman, holy haberdashery, holy ravioli, holy fourth of July, holy hole in the donut. Holy geography, holy triple feature, Batman. You know, I thought, well, then Robin's got some kind of special feature. He's been kind of set aside himself to be the guy who can, like, make everything holy, the whim of his own circumstances. You know, he's got his own superpower, which I guess leaves Batman as the only hero without a true superpower. And then I thought, of course, of holy, the Holy Family today, this feast wise, we've been thinking about it, how they've been set apart, these individuals in the Holy Family, and they're consecrated, each one, for each other. And they're all very specific and very special vocations, but then as a unit, as a family, they're set aside for us. We might look at them as a model for all families. You know, every human family called to be holy. There's a writer, he described the human family one time as, as um, the self-portrait of God. The family is the self-portrait of God. He says, you know, it's a reflection of the Trinitarian love of God. The Father pointing himself out in love for the Son, the Son pouring himself out in love for the Father, and that love brings forth the Holy Spirit eternally. In the human family, husband and wife reflect that by pouring themselves out for each other so completely that their love is the spiritual bond. And, and it even can become incarnate in their children. But we know that today, maybe more than ever before, there's a challenge to the, to the human family. You know, it's difficult always to reflect God's love, particularly now, though maybe it's more difficult. You might ask, where does the problem begin? And I was thinking about this, now bear with me for a minute. Maybe you know this, Batman in the comic book world is thought to be the world's greatest detective. And I can just imagine, you know, you know if we could somehow contact the 1960s TV version of Batman and Robin and give them the task of finding out where the problem started and what the solution is, you know, again, I think I think Batman's pretty sure he might say, well, Robin, I've got an idea. I think I know exactly. I pinpointed where it all went wrong. They get into this, like, 1960s time machine, you know, and they could go back right to where they get interviewed by God in the Garden of Eden. Right where Adam says to God, hey, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me this fruit, and I ate Right there, Robin might be like, Batman might say, well, Robin, right there we have a double wound. 
He's both wounded by God and he experiences anyway this wound from Eve as well. He feels betrayed in both directions and he's lashing out. And, you know, in a sense it's true. Actually, Eve, when she talks to God, she can only really point her finger at the serpent. Even though the serpent's not really supposed to be their friend, she hasn't really lost anything. Like, I mean, the serpent, I guess, wounds her, but really she's been wounded by Adam, by her husband. So he threw her under the bus. You know, she really does have kind of a claim of grievance there. And so Batman and Robin might get back in their time machine and might fast forward to Egypt, where the Holy Family, and just in our gospel today, they just fled to Egypt for their lives. You can imagine Robin being a little perplexed. You know, perhaps he's like, wait a second, Batman. There's supposed to be an image of the Trinity, but, you know, the Holy Family, I know that Jesus is born of a virgin. Turn the page like they would have done in the 1960s, right? And Joseph is only the adoptive father. How do Mary and Joseph imitate the outpouring of the father and son? And Batman might say, well, the essence of a family is deeper than the surface image. Robin, it's the love that is exchanged, the level that transcends physical intimacy. Wow, it's a pretty smart Batman. Uh, you know, Mary is so peaceful. If they're really at this scene, even in Egypt, she's always full of peace. And so Robin might say, Holy Blessed Mother, how are you so peaceful when people want to kill you and you don't have any money? And our Blessed Mother might say something like, she might quote, echo the words of St. Paul today. She might say, well, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And she could go on and she could say, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, where Eve's heart, Eve, her heart got basically poisoned, the words of the serpent. But Mary always has in her heart the word of God. Dwelling in her ritual. She's always giving thanks because of that. But it's not as if Mary didn't have a challenge. You know, in our gospel today, Joseph is getting these divine messages uh, to pack up and go from one place to another. Just like Adam. Adam was warned by God about the tree. In both those stories, neither Eve nor Mary get the warning from God directly. They have to rely on their husbands. But whereas Eve, well, she basically, she goes out and then she listens to the serpent. And those push out the words of Adam. Kind of push them out. Whereas Mary, Mary packs and goes. She listens to Joseph. She takes him seriously. Wouldn't have been convenient. Wouldn't have been easy. And she flees with her son from one place to the next. You know, she succeeds because... While she doesn't have physical intimacy with Joseph, she's a love that's deeper. The foundation of it all. She has admiration for Joseph. This amazing admiration she admires, and that's the love that he needs more than any kind of physical intimacy. What every man craves, even more than that, from a woman is admiration. You know, if it's some kind of love, even physical love, but out of some kind of pity, that would lead a man to detest himself. In this case, Joseph is strengthened by her. But what about Joseph? What about Joseph, Batman? How did he get like this? You know, did Joseph just always have admiration? And they could go back in the time machine? And they could go back even further um, in the life of Mary and Joseph? 
It's where Joseph first finds out that Mary's become pregnant, and not by him. You know, he basically the situation where he wants to be righteous. Both Adam and Joseph want to be righteous before God. But remember what Adam did. Adam just said, hey, it's not my fault. God, it's your fault, and it's her fault. Here, when Joseph discovers Mary's pregnant, but not by him, while he wants to remain righteous before God, he's willing to risk his reputation. He's willing to risk everything. I'm going to divorce her quietly, but look like I'm the kind of the bad guy. You know, she'll be innocent. I'm going to protect her. I'm going to, I'm going to be righteous before God in his eyes. I'll protect this bride who, not sure what's going on. I can take the heat in the public arena. But because Joseph is willing to do that, he's the kind of husband that truly is going to win the admiration of Mary and also hold fast to the righteousness of God. But you know, how is it that Joseph can do this? How can he basically make this effort? And this is, I think, where we are challenged today. Joseph, and I think all husbands, in a special way, are challenged to pray. They're challenged to adoration. This is adoration of God that leads to the admiration of Mary. Joseph had an adoration of God, which is why he gets the warnings in the first place. You know, he's, he's open, he's listening. We need to become men of prayer, like the That Man Is You program, which we do on the Saturday mornings. It's all about this being a man of prayer. You know, Mary... She sets aside her heart. It's consecrated for the Holy Family to, to be always faithful, always admiring her husband. And, and Joseph, though, he's, he's worthy of it. He's a good protector because he's also first put God in his life, in the life of his family. Our infant Savior, he's consecrated in two directions. To heal everybody. To heal us, we might understand we can be inserted into the Holy Family. We can have Mary and Joseph as our parents. You know, he's also supposed to be inserted into our lives. We can, he can be our Savior. He is God Himself. And so we ask our Lord to help us renew the human family after the model of the Holy Family. Have a holy, holly, jolly Christmas. The case is cracked. Meditation, adoration, admiration, that's our key to a holy... This has been New Wine with Father Timothy Foy. If you've enjoyed what Father had to say, please write a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of New Wine.